What did we say we were going to open West today? What was it we said? I think we, were, we, we, were, we were struggling with Bay City Rollers or some Jim Steinman because, you know, there's been deaths, and deaths this week, haven't there? Yeah. Deaths. De- births, deaths and mar- 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 marriages. Um, what- yeah, we haven't got any births or marriages, but we do definitely have big deaths. So what do you want to open what with? Because we, we, we well, it's St George's Day and neither of them are English. Maybe go Scottish. You want to go Scottish? Okay. Mm. <clears throat> Get me scarf out, hold on. Yeah. Just gotta tell anyway. Bless him. 65. Bye bye, Les. Bye bye, Les. It uh, it, it sounds very sudden as well. Yeah, it was. Bless it. I I can can never pronounce his name. Is it Les McCune? McCune. Les McCune, yeah. McCune, is it? What's difficult about that then? What's difficult with Les McCune? I don't know. Every time I see it, I just worry. It it, it looks French. I don't know. Les McCune. Les McCune. You know, L E S, you see. Oh, yeah. He me into the French. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Around Kelvin's side, he was known as the Frenchman, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I was looking at this at the height of the fame. Bay City Rollers, they had a TV show going. Uh, yeah. you know, it was kind of children's time, and all that kind of. I mean, they were just massive. Um, they were here. I read something in the week saying that, that Les said um, they were they were doing a gig, um, and the police came to beg them to stop singing because they couldn't control the crowds. The crowds were going mental. Uh, he said, "Well, we'll just do Shangalang, which is my favourite. <laughs> I love a bit of Shangalang." So he did Shangalang, and then they went off on police advice because they, they were that popular, you know. But you know, it, it, those days will never be seen again. That sort of fandom has gone, Ronnie. It's gone completely. Gone. They they kind of broke up a wee bit. There was a wee bit of uh, you know off air kind of stuff, and I think I think they maybe had two versions of the Bay City Rules at, at one point. Um, now the other thing is uh, uh, the kind of uh, Jim Steinman. He he passed away. Jim Steinman, yeah. I mean, what a what a writer of long pop songs. He liked the long song didn't he yeah. went for the six to eight minutes of uh, of the songwriting process yes. big tunes though bats out of hell bats out of hell too um wrote with bonnie tyler yeah. all sorts of hits amazing amazing and we got a bit of jim yeah. bit of a jim's work Everybody had a copy of Bats Out of Hell, didn't they? Everybody had a copy of Bats Out of Hell. It was yes. huge in the late 70s, early 80s. But the, the one that got away from Meatloaf, because Jim Steinman wrote Total Eclipse of the Heart for Meatloaf. Yes. And Meatloaf turned it down, and then Bonnie Tyler said, thank you very much. She, I'll have a bit of that. This is a bit that gets me. Well, I, I should have done a shorter edit of this, but you know. Well, no, in honour of Jim, just yeah. play the whole eight minutes. Would that mean we wouldn't have any jokes from you? Oh. No, no, let's not do it. But every time I think of Jim Stamble, I do think of Bonnie Tyler and that, that classic joke about Bonnie's car. Do you remember that? It's a... Hey? Sorry, I'm just... So I was taking... I was listening to music. All oh, right, okay. But every time I think of Jim Steinman, I think of Bonnie Tyler. I think I think of the joke about Bonnie's car because she went at the height of her fame when she had that big number one with Total Eclipse of the Heart. She bought herself this brand new car, uh, but it only worked Monday, uh, Wednesday, 
and Friday. So she took it back and, and uh, the bloke said, what, what's wrong with it? He said, and she said, well, it works Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but every now and then it falls apart. That's magnificent. And that's only as in like two minutes into the, the programme already, the show already. It's a um, no, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, bless them. Uh, they, they've passed to uh, rock legends. Well, rock and pop. See, I sometimes think rock legends uh, get, get the big kudos, but pop legends should get a bit, you know, pop. When people doing great pop songs, the ones that get people up at Shanghai Lills. You, know, mm. those kind of you mean Wigfield? Are you talking about Wigfield? Uh, Saturday night. Do, 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 do. Na, 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 na. Um, no, let's hold on, talk- hold on, hold on a sec, hold on. What? Just looking at me eBay. I'm, I'm watching. Uh, oh yeah. I'm watching this. I'm watching this room on eBay. All right. Um, oh, right. It's for sale. It's knocked down price. Almost new. Never been used for its intended purpose. Recently hoovered by Boris with his newly fixed Dyson, and apparently the tax issue was stopping right. it sucking. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's going fifty quid. This room, two point six million, brand new. This room, fifty quid on eBay. So I'm keeping a close eye. Right? I know what you're doing here. I know what mm. you're doing. Are you having a pop about Boris's press room that he bought especially for Allegra Stratton? She, she said, "Look, I'll come and do the the press conference." But the rider is, I want a big room. And I want a mm. room built especially for me to stand there and go. And he said, right, Allegra, you can have 2.6 million. I've got a couple of mates. I've got a couple of mates that can, you know, that can uh, <laughs> text me. My mates have texted me. Bob the Builder uh, and Jim the Carpenter, yeah. they'll be around next week. They, uh, they'll, they'll nip round. Um, so it's there. Now, they think, uh, Paul, I know you want to buy it, but I think it'll be a good wedding venue. We, we mm. could do some of that. We could get wedding venues. It's quite small. You only get about 10 people in. Yeah, well, that's all you can. You're allowed anyway, 15. So it's perfect. Mm. And that's why that was forward planning. So I think this is a way of uh, Boris. This is capitalism. He's seen an opportunity. Forget <laughs> about the press thing. All right. Because I'm not I'm not going to do them much longer. Uh, let's get and let's get hire this room out as a function room. Yeah. Be nice. Well, I mean, I think he's gonna he's gonna get calls on that and text because everybody seems to have his number. Yeah. So I I, I I I can't believe that man. So many people have got his phone number. The most the most famous person in my phone directory is Chico. Right. Uh, for when we did a gig together in Peterborough years ago, Chico is the most famous name in my directory. Who has Boris Johnson in their phone? I've got well, everybody. I've got Stormy Daniels and Jenny, Jenny, Jennifer Arkery uh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got her number as well. Hey, listen though. Uh, talking of yeah. Boris, the magnificent orator. We have talked about this. So you and I, as, mm. as, as public speakers, we doff our cap in the general direction of uh, the prime minister because oh, he, I bow down backwards and spin. Yeah, he he can hold a room. He can speak. <laughs> we just see the press conferences. Um, and, 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 of course, uh, it's, uh, it was Climate Earth Day yesterday. It was Earth Day, and it was a big... Um, Bo- uh, Biden came out and said, we're going we're gonna to cut boosh, yeah, all that. And Boris and Boris thought, right, OK, it's time for the big speech. And, of course, mm. he did the big speech. For all of us uh, uh, to show that this is not all about uh, some expensive, uh, politically correct... Uh, green act of uh, of, uh, of 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 bunny hugging, uh, or, or, or however you want to put it. I'm not even bunny hugging, but I, you you know what I'm driving at, uh, friends and colleagues. No, we no. don't. We haven't got a clue, friends and colleagues. Nobody had a clue. The Japanese interpreter, oh. they looked at each other and went bunny hugging. What does that come out as? 
Imagine the translation in their ears. What, what they were calling it. <laughs> but I thought bunny hugging was the game after the pig thing at Eton. That's round two, isn't it? Bunny hugging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the get the pig's head out, and then let's do bunny yeah. hugging. Oh, I love a game of well, bunny. Maybe, maybe bunny hugging is working up to the pig's head at Eton. Probably it's probably foreplay. Bunny hugging is the foreplay. Bunny hugging foreplay. That is the that is the game I want to see Saturday night on on BBC One. Oh. Boris Johnson. But but it's just. I mean, we. The thing is, he doesn't know how to read a room. This man, he doesn't, no. does he? Because we usually get the Latin thing or some yeah. big analogy based in uh, in Greek mythology. But but he just went. But I mean, was that in? That must have been. Uh, and I, I met you, Ma- Michael Spicer. You know the guy that does the, uh, the room next door. I bet yeah, you yeah. he. They, every speech writer would go. All right, this is a good bet. He comes up to listen. Bunny hugging. Where did that come? Who did bunny hugging? <laughs> The thing is, like you said about reading a room, you know, when we were on the radio, you you, you start with your audience and work backwards, don't you? Yeah. You don't go on the radio and start playing Dua Lipa to 65-year-old people. You you, <laughs> you don't walk out into a theatre full of young kids and start talking about Vera Lynn. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. obvious. It just, it just, uh, anyway. Um, it, but he's it, not the only one. He's not the only politician who's had a tough week, though, right? All right, right? Oh, who um, else? Oh, well, Keir Starmer went for a pint in Bath, didn't he? Did you see that? <laughs> he did. <laughs> and and I, I never think that walkabouts go well for politicians. I don't think it's their natural environment. Do you know what no, I mean? No. They're better off in, you know, oak-panelled, you know, buildings, you know, pontificating and going, rah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yes. And like that. When they start meeting the public, it doesn't go well. I mean, we remember Prescott, don't we? You know, you have a little walkabout in Wales. Guy <laughs> threw an egg at him, push. <laughs> Somebody threw an egg. And his instinct was to turn around and clock him. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Nigel Farage, you know, man of the people, yes. well, self-styled man of the people, he, he had an episode with a milkshake, didn't he? Do you remember that? Yes, the old milkshake. Yeah. Do you want this? So here's, <laughs> so here's Keir Starmer, you know, impossibly posh. Ne- looks like he's never been in a pub in his life and ordered a pint. You know, certainly not one with sawdust on the floor like he walked into a bath. Um, and, but he, 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 nobody realised he was trying out his new idea was Keir. He was trying out a brand new, you know, environmental push to win the hearts and minds of the public. Nobody knew that, though, Ronnie. Nobody oh, knew. No, no. So he was he was experimenting in politics. Yes, yes. And he's called it care in the community. And what he's <laughs> what he's doing. That's actually for you. That is good. I've got to give you that. <laughs> what he's doing is care. He's he's going around the community. And he's purposely going to a pub in every town. So expect him in Ely soon. He's going to a pub in every town. And then he's going to get purposely kicked out just for news headlines. So he started well, hasn't he? Yes, He started well in Bath. It's a good start. Then when he's done all the pubs running, he's going to move on to hospitals where he's going to meet care workers. Care workers. And then... (laughs) Then... He's going to finish his care in the community thing off with a trip to Disney Studios, really? where he's going to meet some bears. Care bears. Hey! Care bears. Yeah, I've got my care bears. Wow. 
Yes. Yeah. Wow. That, been, that, yeah. 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 It's been a long week. That's brilliant. That actually actually quite funny. I mean, genuinely, yeah. I think that's that's lovely. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah. But the bloke trying to kick him out of his pub was hilarious because oh, he was one of these deniers, COVID deniers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you locked us down. And then the, the, the security guy that looked a bit like Keir Starmer trying yeah. to hold the guy back. I thought it was. You know, when it showed up in the tele, I went, Craig Starmer's, he would have done brilliantly, wouldn't he? If he'd actually, if that had been him and he'd come out and gone, you know, sorted out his hair again. Yeah. That won't happen again. Just, just done a press cut on him and clocked him one. Right, oh. you're right. You know, which, which makes me think, who would win in a political proper fight? If you could put politicians of, mm. of yesteryear and today up against each other, who would you who would you have in your boxing ring? Well, who would you put up, Ronnie? I would have put up Paddy Ashdown. I reckon Paddy, Paddy up with and and the guy Johnny Mercer who's just re- resigned fired oh. yeah it's the worst he looked angry as yeah. well didn't he Johnny well, the funny thing is he's, he's never worked in a working environment like that in his life he's he did three tours in Afghanistan cesspit <laughs> he called yeah, he him, called it cesspit he lived in bivouac in Afghanistan and went this is a cesspit this uh, politics anyway no I'd I'd have, do you know I'd, who I do you know who I'd have in my ring who'd you have Anne Widdicombe. Oh, wowza. I don't have Nobody's beating Anne. She's, she's right in there, sorted. I bet yeah. she smells yeah. of other originals. Um, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it, your big day, well, St George's Day. Well, oh, look, oh, you know, at the oh, end of the day... Oh, push back. Oh, <laughs> push back. At the end of the day, man-fighting dragon celebrating... I, I just don't get it. I, I get celebrating in English uh, without the jingoism and the racist overtones. Uh, I get celebrating being Scottish, although I'm not sure what what's his name. Saint David, Andrew. is it? Is Saint it Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Andrew. Uh, he he was a um, real person, by the way. Yeah. You know, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Carry on. We've been through this before. It's a yeah. boring name, isn't yeah. it, Andrew? But you know, you, you can have your David, your Andrews. I, I, just celebrate. Just celebrate your country. You know, you don't need. You know, a mythical man who used to, you know, kill dragons, who celebrated in 20,000 other countries. Just celebrate being English, celebrate being Scottish and Welsh and Northern Irish, and then celebrate the fact that we're all citizens of this great British Isles and don't try and break away and have another referendum. Which is a long-winded way of getting into my competition called Famous Georges. Um, (laughs) Famous Georges, I'm going to give you one word clue and you have to tell me and give me 10 Famous Georges, Georges. From my f- first, yeah, t- okay. Um, mm. George, uh, George blank. All right, so it's uh, George, and the clue is minder. George, you put it on the What's fire. His name? You put it on the oh, fire. Yeah, hey? put it on the fire. You put it, George you, Cole. Yeah, um, famous Arsenal footballer. He was George Graham. Well, you could do that, or George Armstrong as well. Yeah, uh, um, famous American comedian. Uh, right, comedian, comedian, uh, George, George, and rhymes with. Um, well, it, uh, it would be we've got, uh, our Scottish national um, bard, Robert mm. uh, George Burns. Yes, that's it. Well done. Was he the guy with the cigar? Wasn't he the yeah, old yeah. fella? Yeah, yeah. You, you always get it after, don't you? Um, uh, <laughs> famous actor, George Peppard. Well, you could have done or, or the one that rhymes with Blooney. Marooney, I don't know. Clooney, oh, Clooney. I prefer Peppard, to be honest. I'm a big fan of George Yeah, Peppard, he was a good-looking man. He was a, he a good-looking fella, and he in the A-team, he always had a plan. Not the best yeah. plan, 
But he always had a plan. Uh, uh, Beatles? Uh, George. George. For God's sake, no. Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney, John Lennon, and the one that stood at the back, George. Harrison. Harrison, my sweet uh, lord. Whisper. Careless. George Michael. Yep. Um, uh, singer, uh, uh, George, um, played his guitar, never gave up on a good thing. Oh, George McRae? Or oh, the other one? <laughs> George, I don't know. Uh, never give up on a good thing. Benson. Um, George Benson. Uh, George, yeah. uh, producer, Beatles. George. George Martin. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, George, uh, writer, uh, hyphenated. George, posh writer, hyphenated. George Burton. Sure. I don't do George, posh, mate. You should George, know that. You know, George, Enid Blyton. George Ben Enid Blyton. George Bernard <laughs> Bernard Shaw. George Bernard Shaw. That's the one. Well done. You got your 10. Well done. Famous Georges. My, listen, listen, talking of famous names, <laughs> um, what? <laughs> just how pathetic you were at Georges. Just amazing. I just <laughs> George, the, George the Dragon. You know, George in the Jungle. I'd have gone for that. <laughs> George from Rainbow. Yeah, that was a boom. Um, anyway, um, talking of famous names, Ronnie, um, I don't know if you saw the BBC News this week, but they were they were really, really interested in Hugh Grant and his bread buying. Um, he, he was he was spotted in a, a bakery in Frome in Somerset by BBC News, uh, which which brought a bit of ridicule from people online saying, "Have you got no real news to report?" <laughs> so they were literally following uh, Hugh Grant round Frome in Somerset. And I can tell you what he bought, Ronnie. Um, he bought a, a bacon roll, a cup of coffee, and a custard slice. Mm. And they got a quote from a staff member who served him, describing the Love Actually star as very polite and well-spoken gentleman. Now this story came under the headline loaf actually on the bbc news website <laughs> <laughs> but it, it got a lot of criticism i know you know i'm all for criticizing people when they've done things wrong right? yes 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 but in this instance i think um the people criticizing the bbc have missed the point because a lot of people are interested in the mundanities of stars, I think, because I, I want to know where Hugh gets his muffins from. I'm interested in whether Robert De Niro ever uses a self-service till in Tesco. Yes. You're looking at me? You're looking at me. And I, I want to know about Katie Tunstall. Sorry, sorry, wheat, sorry. Did you just did hmm? Robert De Niro there? You're looking at me? You're looking at me? Oh, that's... You're looking at me. <laughs> Whoa! Seriously, that's another cracker. Wow. Yeah. But I want to know if Katie Tunstall's got a shredded wheat habit. And I think these things uh, are important. And, and, and all of this then reminded me, Ronnie, of the day that I bumped into a famous star actor whilst out shopping. Wowza. Where? <laughs> when? Tell me yeah. more. Well, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I went to the Olympics for BBC Sport in 2000 in Australia when I worked on telly. Did I, did I ever mention that? Yeah. Yeah. Every anyway. week. Every bloody week. So, so here I was in Sydney uh, in, a, in what they, like a Tesco's, but it's called Coles. The big supermarket chain in Australia is called Coles. So I was looking for a hat in the clothing section in Coles. And it's in the King's Cross area of Sydney. And uh, King's Cross in, in Sydney is a bit like Soho. You don't hang about too long if you're looking for a hat. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to, yeah, because you're busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, you no, know, if you loiter too long, the police come and, you know, think you're soliciting. So anyway, as I came, as I came round the yogurt corner, you know, just transitioned from the yogurt aisle into the clothing aisle, which is a unique, you know, setup in a supermarket, but it was, it worked for them. Uh, and anyway, I, I came around the corner and, and into the fancy dress aisle. And, you know, you'll never guess, you'll never guess in a million years who I bumped into, famous star actor, in the fancy dress aisle. Go on, I'll give you. I'll give you three guesses. All right. Um, quite a tall fella, well built. Uh, Shane Ritchie. No, no, no. Um, think, um, think. You know, American governor. Um, oh, uh, oh, Ronald Reagan. No, he's dead. No, it's not Ronald Reagan. No, no. Um, no. Uh, American governor. Uh, mm. Would it be? Would it be? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still. No, I'm going to go with Jim Diamond. Uh, Jim Duff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 should have known better. No, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Arnold Schwarzenegger wow. was in the fancy dress aisle. No, I kid you not. He was trying on all, all these outfits, Ronnie, um, but he was having trouble getting anything to fit because, you know, he's a big fella, isn't he? He's got guns. Yeah, he's got guns. So I was um, I was listening in, and he was talking to the assistant, and uh, he was going to this star-studded fancy dress party, and they all had to go as famous music composers, Ronnie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and uh, he, he tried on already because it was on the floor uh, a Mozart hairpiece. You know the mm -hmm. the hairpiece. Yeah. He he tried on some Wagner lederhosen. Wow, yeah. and even a, a Beethoven blouse, but nothing, nothing fitted. So in desperation, he picked up the last composer outfit that was left. And guess what, Ronnie? Did it fit? It fitted perfectly, Ronnie. Wow, perfectly, fantastic. This forced this forced Arnie to get very, very, very excited, Ronnie. And he started, he started running around the store. Shouting to his mates, Sly and the Van Damme, because they were there as well. Yeah. You be Mozart. You be Wagner. I'll be back. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll be back. Yes. <laughs> oh, magnificent. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Did he buy it then? Did he buy it? Did he actually buy I it? No, I, I had to nip off because, um, you know, the, they, were, they were shouting me to go and do some piece to camera. Oh, right, you did it. Mm. Oh, listen, um, I've got some news for you as well. Oh. Am I the new James Bond? No, you're not, but it's spy news, everybody. Yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, MI5 went on into, into, onto Instagram. That's a thing, Paul, the youngsters yeah. use, uh, where they post pictures of what they're doing. Uh, so uh, MI5 catching up and showing everybody what they got actually got up to. And it was things like martinis and everything were on there. Um, which I'm pleased to see. Uh, they're looking for recruits, Paul. You'd be... Uh, no, you'd be rubbish. Yeah. Did um, they put anything on there about essentially murdering people in cold blood? I don't think they did. Though no. I think that'll be later on. They're just warming up. <laughs> but the other one, Paul, that got me is... Uh, this will be a warning. This is the way we work in this country. Uh, the government wants to, if anybody is working undercover, a covert uh, from other mm. nations, 
they have to come forward and tell us what they're doing under new government guidelines. New powers to kick out spies from hostile states. So I think this is brilliant because um, if you are spying on the UK, uh, Paul, then you mm. have to tell everybody you're spying on the UK because if you don't, mm, what? it's a criminal <laughs> offence. How are you going to find me? I'm a spy, for God's sake. I'm, I'm used to subterfuge. I'm used to hiding in plain sight. I'm used to wearing long macs and standing under clocks with rosettes on my chest. You're never going to find me unless you yeah. just go to every clock in the country and look for a bloke with a rosette. But, you know, it's crazy. But the thing is, we're appealing to the, the UK in a former proper British than this. We're appealing hmm. to the better side of people. We're the better. They said, listen, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know you're doing wrong, so just step up. By the way, you don't have to leave. Just, mm. just leave us a note saying you know what you're doing. Uh, you know, if you're spying on a nuclear sites up at Sellafield or something, like that, mm. then just let us know. But you can stay. But as long as we know you're spying, and I think this is what this is what I love being British. It's just yeah. giving people a second chance, Paul. Mm. So if, if you're if you're spreading Novichok in Salisbury, it's all right. Well, just let us know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just put it on your, your <coughs> why, why are you here? To see the Salisbury Cathedral and to spend yeah. over to That's it. Do you have to? Because this will be interesting if you had to hand your kit in. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, the woman out of James Bond with the shoes with the spike on the front. Yeah. You know, I mean, she hands, you've got to be careful because you hand them and you take your arm off, couldn't you? You know, well, the, 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 I, the I pen think, that turns into a helicopter, you know. My concern is I think Money Penny's got enough to do. You know, I think mm. she's got. You know, she's got to deal with uh, Bond's uh, advances, and by the way, he can't do that anymore. Um, but no. he's got, and he's got. She's got to organise his uh, cues. You know, lunches and everything. And now she's got to go through this paperwork of spies coming forward. She's got enough to do. Leave the woman alone, unless they start a new department. You know, unless you know. And and where are we going to hide all these things or place all these things that they're bringing in? Their guns mm. and 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 Novichoks. Well, I think I think what they could do to help money penny out is just start a new shop or something, couldn't they? On the side of MI6, spies are us. And then they could just you know they could come in there through one door, yeah. uh, in one outfit, and then so they didn't get recognised, they'd go out another door in a different out outfit. That you're a real entrepreneur, so I'm going to put that. Oh. And still to come, by the way, uh, we've still got uh, Don Kitter. I've had a look back at the uh, the new. Well, let's put it this way: Don Kitter did a report for us on mm. the day of the Super League thing, and mm. well, it gradually went out of date. However, Don Kitter will give his view on the football Super League, which was outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I've had chewing gum last longer than the Super League, to be honest with you. <laughs> That barge was stuck in the Suez Canal longer than the, the, the Super League lasted. Lovely. <laughs> but, yeah, it just goes to show, if you don't consult the people that actually make football, which is actually the fans and the people that, you know, invented it and put it together and, and pay for it, uh, then expect the worst. And they were soon put in their place. All these, I love the fact all these owners, weren't they, eventually were dragged out of their mansions where they go, I'm ever so sorry. I I don't I I didn't mean to upset LFC. LFC? What the hell is LFC? Do you mean Liverpool, John? Yeah. Liverpool? Not LFC, mate. Liverpool. No, no, I did find that slightly ironic and uh, very tongue-in-cheek. The fact that people are complaining about millionaires coming in and changing the game uh, when millionaires came in and bought players in for the clubs. Uh, you know, million brought these players in, mm. like uh, Abramovich, who brought in 
everybody who could afford, uh, well, he could afford everybody. Um, and it's, you know, it's a kind of thing. It's an interesting thing. Man City, you know, the mm. you know, Saudi connection there. And you think, well, okay, well, so it's fine. Millionaires can come in, but don't you mess with the game unless it's for the club. Yeah. No, and I love the way that um, Gary Neville, who's getting paid hundreds and hundreds of thousands yes. of pounds by Sky, yes. who, who formed their own breakaway league in 1992 called the Premier League. Um, <clears throat> I love the way he was, he was going at them, you know, yes. Really going at them on behalf of Sky, who did the same thing a few years earlier, essentially. Hey, listen, shall we play Don now and let yes. everybody hear it? And then we can pick up off the back of so, that. Like, So this is Don's reaction, an immediate reaction. This is our ace sports reporter, Don Kitter. His immediate reaction to the news that these six English teams were breaking away to form a Super League that nobody wanted, nobody would have watched but he would have made them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and millions of pounds. Ronnie, I'm feeling destitute, bereft, filled with sorrow. Not because I've been thumbing through my old wedding albums asking myself where it all went wrong. I know where it went wrong. She grew a moustache. No, I'm melancholy, Don, today because I'm witnessing a decline. The decline of English football. Now, you might say, hasn't English football been on the decline since foreign owners were allowed to snap up clubs and effectively buy championships, ruling smaller clubs out of any proper competition? But you'd be wrong. Now, you might say that football has been on the decline since players stopped being role models for the young with their swearing, diving and extramarital affairs. But you'd be wrong. No, I'm talking about the inexorable decline of football linked to Europe. Now, when I voted in 2016 in that referendum, I'm pretty sure there was no option to leave the EU but join a European Super League. But yet we find ourselves here, leaving one homogenous block to join another. And this one's got Cristiano Ronaldo in it. Thanks, Cameron. Let me be clear, I'm dead against it. I'm more against it than I was that time in Thailand when a couple of things were made obvious to me and I bid that lady, in inverted commas, goodbye. And let me address the rumours that I am one of six English commentators to leave the Premier League to join a European Super League of football jockeys, commentators to you and I. No, I will not be leaving and I will not be speculating who is. Pugac! Has the idea got legs? Many. Has it got nice legs? No. Are the legs hairy? Very. Will I be watching the legs? Possibly. Do I like legs? Yes. It's been tried before, Ron. There was the stupid idea to fill the pitch with dog mess and make elite players play on that. The Super Pooper Scooper League. And remember the ill-fated attempt to set up a European Swedish league, the Super Trooper League. But that fell apart when the players refused to walk out to ABBA. It might happen, it might not happen. But I say thank you for the football, for giving it to me. But mamma mia, here we go again. Now, uh, that was Don, Don Kitter's uh, review. Now, uh, Don did get back to us after we'd actually pre-recorded that, and he said mm. this. Ronnie, Don again. Scrub what I just said. Which I think... <laughs> <laughs> which, 
which I think is really great reporter. <laughs> you know that stuff I said before? Stuff it. That's Don Kettle, the TBS uh, yeah. chief uh, sports reporter. Looking that's back. what I used to do. That, <clears throat> that's what I was doing on the 6 o'clock news. Do a report. As soon as it went out of date, just filed 10-second clip to add on the back. Scrub that rubbish. Yeah. Uh, but it's not the only sport that's in danger, Ronnie. I don't oh. know if you know this, but, but cricket. Really? The, the sport of cricket. He's, he's been he's been attacked, Ronnie. He's been attacked. You sound really they, they, fired up. Yeah. What? You sound yeah, very fired up. Yeah. Well, as you know, Ronnie, I'm from Yorkshire, where cricket is a religion. You know, you you play on a Sunday, uh, you don't go to church. You play cricket all day, and you worship. You know, you worship the umpire. Unless he gives you out in a dodgy LBW, then you give him the V's. But you know, um, you, you worship the umpire. You worship the red ball. And the willow, but no, they're starting a new competition called the hun- the hundred, which is going to be a hundred balls, and you just go in and smash it a bit. But they're going to some of the terminology is going to be changed when you when you get out, i.e., it's called a wicket. Your, yes. your wicket is gone, but they're going to rename it outs. They're going to they're going to have so many outs per innings, and this is a move inspired by a focus group, and we know what focus groups are like, Ronnie, because we work for the BBC, haven't we? Yeah. We do. How often are they right, the focus groups? Never. No, no, never. So um, they say they're doing it in an effort to make cricket more accessible to new supporters, and they're going to overhaul other things as well. Uh, batsmen will be called batters in the men's form of the game. Uh, so wickets are going to be outs. And it, it all reminded me of, of when I tried to um, tried to instill a bit of um, excitement into otherwise boring sports on the radio. I, I suggested um, combining speedway and jousting once uh, in order to spice speedway up oh, a bit. You know, lovely, because yes. They just go round and round on their bikes at the Eastern England showground, don't they? Round and round they go, no brakes. You put a bit of jousting in there. Fantastic. The crowds are going to, you know, and so I got that. And I also suggested um, spicing up snooker by moving, having moving pockets. So they go up and down the table. And you, oh. Yeah, and then you play a joker and you bring on the exploding cue ball. You You don't know when it's going to explode. It could be at any moment, yes. but you bring on the exploding cue ball. And you're away. That is- my best one was blindfold darts. I was going to bring in blindfold darts, which I thought would liven it up the crowd because you never know where the arrow is going to... That's, you seriously, yeah. this morning, you have come up with so many entrepreneurial ideas. Um, Thanks, I've got one for you. Scott's mum straps watermelon to husband's stomach after he accused <laughs> her of making up pregnancy noises. Now, <laughs> uh, we've talked before uh, that we could never, uh, we can never ever empathise enough with women right. who are having babies because, you know, it's alien to what so far it is and we don't mm. know what it's like. So this lady, Cheryl Mo- Moyer, uh, she's 36, by the way, was fuming after her husband, who's 35, by the way, accused her of making up the noises as she lifted herself off the sofa. <laughs> we all do that, don't we? we all... This is the moment mum-to-be uh, gave her husband a taste of what it's like to be pregnant by strapping a watermelon to his stomach. <laughs> Make him pass it through his anus, that sort of yeah, That's what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> She was nine months pregnant, and so she brought a three-kilo watermelon, demanded he taped it as well as a football, so it was a melon and a football around his waist wow. to get a feeling. Now, 
I I know it, it may be a bit of weak draconian, but I think this is the future for getting us, because, you know, we are woke now. I'm very wokey. I think it's mm. important. I think maybe we should do more of this kind of thing of, you know, trying to find out what the other partner is going through. Uh, so yeah. I'm suggesting maybe, you know, maybe women start shaving their faces every day. Um, just well, you know, yeah. Some some would benefit from that. Well, I'm just, I, 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 are you suggesting then that, that that men, you know, as soon as your wife gets pregnant, you you should you know pull on like a strap on? Yes, yeah. Not so much a strap on. Um, well, a strap on belly. A strap on belly. Yes, you know, like they do when uh, in the soap operas when somebody's making out they're pregnant. All uh, right. And yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Suddenly, it suddenly gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but there's nothing out the back. Um, but yeah, um, so I, I'm thinking, but it's, it's, we have to swap our gender roles. I'm very woke about this. So it's time for us to do a bit more of that so that we feel and empathise with the other gender and the relationship. What about, what about, what about having uh, you know, alternate days where we, we dress as each other? So it's like on a Monday, on a Monday you go out as you, and on Tuesday you swap and go out as your wife. So you put the high heels on, Brilliant. you know, the blouse, yes. the makeup. Yes. Everything. Oh, wow. uh, all right. Then one day um, uh, that we uh, uh, men park badly. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 it's not very wokey, is it? <laughs> is that stereotype? Yeah. We just. Remember- what, about, what about a day when the, the wife. Um, the wife wheezes all over the toilet seat. That, yes. that'd be a good day. That, that's that's exactly, and we have to clean it up. That's what <laughs> that's what wokiness is all about. So I, I think I've leveled that there, there for the wokies. I've leveled it. I think you pulled me back. <laughs> I think you pulled me back from the edge there because I just came into Listen, my. Can I can I talk can I talk about old fashioned names? Yes, please. Have we got time? Because I realise we're getting on. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it, we're all right. We've got another, we're at 36 minutes, so, uh, you know. Yeah, people there's, there's been off. big news, the big cake wars this week between Marks and Spencer and Aldi. Did you see this? You know, Cuthbert the Caterpillar, which is Aldi's uh, chocolate cake with a right. face on the front, uh, against Colin the Caterpillar, which is M&S's cake. And M&S are suing them, saying they've nicked, they've nicked their idea. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. But what I didn't realise, every supermarket's got a, a Caterpillar cake. Every single one. And they're all called silly names. Right, go on. But it it got me thinking that they're missing the point here. And by the way, Aldi and their social media team, they've owned M&S all week. (laughs) Owned them. Owned them. M&S, stop it. Give up. They beat you. But anyway, um, but it got me thinking, why would you call a caterpillar cake Cuthbert? It's such an old name. And we don't use these names before, do we? We don't use them anymore. You know, you don't don't call anything Colin anymore, do you? Or Cuthbert, you don't use these names. Peggy. I like Peggy. Peggy's a lovely name. Well, it is, but it it, it summons visions of 19... 70s hairdressers and demi waves, doesn't it? And Austin Allegro's with square wheels, oh. you know, doesn't it? We don't use Peggy anymore. Derek, nobody, we don't use Derek. We, we've got followers know. on pe- Facebook called Peggy and Derek. Well, I'm not having a go at them. You they are having a go at them. No, I, no I'm back in the cut co- because this is ageism and unwalky. You're unwalky no. now. What I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with those names in the decade they were born. You know, in the 60s and 70s, you know, Ken having yeah. his half pint, 
fine. But these days you wouldn't call a child Ken unless you were, you know, setting it up to fail at school and, and to get kicked to death in the playground. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't call your son Ken. So, you know, there's a list of names never to be used again. Although I do have a soft spot for Ethel, uh, who works on the meat counter at Morrison. She always gives me an extra slice of ham. Yeah, you got, and a couple of extra sausages. Well, that was um, f- from going from very walky uh, you've gone the other way. You have certainly redressed the balance in terms of wokiness. You've attacked mm. names. You've been ageist. You know what? It's good to have you back. It's lovely to you know, have you back. The way because I was starting to worry that you were becoming a wee bit too woke for my liking. Uh, listeners, okay. thank you very much. If you'd like to leave a message, we haven't had a message on the Anchor FM thing. You can leave a message and uh, maybe do impressions of me and Stainton, or uh, or, or maybe um, you know send us tributes. Maybe to you. this is a wonderful podcast. It should be. It should be given money. It should be given grants. <laughs> something like that. Um, uh, but anyway, well, thank you. I'm going to go and try and fix the back tire on my racing bike. I do have a racing mm-hmm. bike. Yeah. Um, stabilizers off, and I'll be on the road later on. Racing bike. Wow. What, what are you doing, Blondie? I'm nipping to Morrison see if I can get an extra pork pie out of Ethel. <laughs> <laughs>